Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We are going over to France now and a very good friend of the show. I didn't even know he was in France when I messaged him to say if he could chat to us. Steve Gordon out of the Waikato, but out of France now. Stevie G, you were at Wales uh, against Fiji. That looked amazing. That was an absolutely amazing game, Steffi. Uh, one out of the box. And I think the the Fijians won the French crowd over with their style and, and uh, just absolute desire to play footy, run the ball at uh, any opportunity they got. And uh, it was a cracking game. I think that one, uh, the World Cup needed it, really set it alight. There's a lot of satisfied people, uh, even the, grand, the grandstands. There seem to be a decent Welsh contingent. Have the home nation's fans uh, up sticks and headed over to France? On mass. Uh, it's not that far from them to come. They just get across the ditch there, and yeah, they've turned up in their droves. And they're people of all nationalities at the game, a heap of Irish, a heap of um, uh, Poms as well. So, yeah, they've uh, really, really come out to support um, the French and their hosting of this Rugby World Cup. You mentioned that France, came, uh, sorry, Fiji came to play. Wales did in a, in a respect as well. There was nowhere near the aerial ping pong that we've seen from most of the other games. Well, we were just sitting with a couple of mates with Brownie and Kirky, and, and they were saying, they just got to exit, they just got to get out. But the Welsh, you know, they, they just wanted to play as well. They were running it from their own 22, which was... Uh, Really enterprising, high risk. They got caught down there a couple of times, but you could sort of see that what they're trying to do was um, suck defenders in. And so, if the kick was on, you weren't kicking it down their throat. So, yeah, it was it was bold, exciting footy, which uh, exactly what the tournament needed. And what's the vibe in and around the stadium and in the towns? I know you, you've got to cab back to your room and stuff like that. Is it is it just rugby fever? Absolutely, yeah. No, it's good. Good wherever you go. There's uh, little bars set up with uh, all the, the nations participating in their flags, and um, yeah, a, a lot of chatter. Uh, a lot of the chatter's in French, so uh, we're battling a little bit. And uh, it's been a long time since I've spoken French, so <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to come back, Staffy. And uh, a lot of good, good humour, and uh, a lot of great rugby supporters around that are really enjoying the festivities and enjoying France. And uh, the, the people of France are, are really stepping up and hosting well. A look on Saturday morning, New Zealand time. I feel like the whole country was up because the motorway, which isn't far from my house, was empty when the All Blacks were playing. And after a couple of hours, we, we finished quite disappointed. And, it, and it's interesting, Steve. Half the, half the country is shrugging their shoulders and saying it's all about the quarterfinal. And half of the country is saying that's, that's two games in a row we just haven't performed. Are you concerned? Absolutely concerned. Um, it was just a little bit aimless uh, in stages, and a lot of you, know, you refer to it as aerial ping pong, kicking the ball back and forth. And um, I think I was sort of frustrated, you know, when we watched it with uh, a group over here. Um, the same sentiment was was felt that just uh, a lot of aimless kicking, and um, when you get the ball, it's, it's quite hard to keep it sometimes. So if you kick it away. You, you, you give away the opportunity to dictate terms of the game. So 
I think it's something that they'll be disappointed in and uh, the tactics that they employed and, and, and probably the execution of a lot of their kicks. They didn't find grass and, and they didn't push uh, uh, the French deep back into their own territory. So it'll definitely be a work on. And um, I think, really think that if we're going to have a chance, we've just got to try and run other, other teams off the paddock. Basically what Fiji tried to do to the Wales today, uh, play with um, some real boldness and some real enterprise and, and, and look to exploit our, our magnificent ball skills and um, tactical appreciation that we do have when we have the ball in hand. Yeah, Coach Foster has come out and said he's not going to rip up the master plan for the rest of this World Cup. So, but if that was the master plan, was the was this kicking? Uh, I felt at the end of the game, I was sitting there going, we haven't got Israel Dagg and uh, Corey Jane and Richard Kahui, the bomb squad that were so good at diffusing those. But we had that same game plan. It's not working. It didn't work on Friday night over here, uh, Saturday morning. Uh, I guess I'll have to go and t- uh, tweak it. Um, they probably don't want to make too many changes if they've been building for the last couple of years uh, on a game plan that I think going to take through the World Cup. But they definitely do need improvement, and probably uh, that'll be around execution of those kicks and the, uh, the areas that they're trying to target. Um, but just from from a, from a rugby supporter's point of view, would would love them to see the keep the ball in hand a little bit more and play footy and play footy because we know that we we're one of the best teams in the world when we do hold the ball and try to manipulate and exploit uh, defensive systems. We can crack them open. We don't have to try and kick them into submission. Yeah, with you not being here, you probably didn't hear the celebrations when the news came out that Ethan Blackadder was heading over to the World Cup, um, replacing a wing, um, which to me sort yeah. of says that maybe they got the mix right uh, even before they left uh, left New Zealand. Yeah, it may, may, may have been a little bit outside back heavy. And um, look, you, you feel sorry for the, the money who's heading, heading back home. Uh, tragedy for him. But Ethan Blackadder, look, he's just that no-nonsense sort of character that you'll need in some of those bun fights up against really good, um, robust forward packs. So, yeah, a good good selection. Probably put a little bit for Sean Stevenson as well on the cusp, and he may, may have been... Uh, thinking maybe he is going to get a lick at, uh, at a World Cup. But, um, yeah, Ethan, and a special sort of guy too, special personality, uh, got traits of his old man in him, and uh, really knows how to bring it in those real hard confrontational games. So I, I think it is a good replacement, and we'd like to see him uh, step up in the next couple of weeks and, and, and get a run on with the black jersey again. A couple of conversation topics that have come up was the performance of both Richie Moonga and uh, Bowden Barrett. People saying Bowden kicking too aimlessly, but Richie Moonga not bossing the game again. I mean, it's the tens. Uh, he's the skipper, the skipper in yachting parlance, if you like, guiding the team around. He was very quiet. Yeah, and I, and I think it may have been a little bit of conflict there with Bowden. Bowden seemed to come up into the line and, and, and want to be first receiver a lot of the time. Yeah, oh, look, hopefully it's just a little bit of a feeling out process. Um, I, I think Richie Mwanga is the guy to drive us around the paddock, but he, he needs to uh, be like that uh, little Napoleon, that little general, and um, really step up and say, I'm running this, this cutter, and it, it's my decisions uh, that are going to be implemented. So, yeah, I think people are right in saying that, that they want to see him step up and run it and he needs to and if he does it'll improve our tactical awareness and 
appreciation of how we want to play the game a lot. Because, man, when Richie Mwanga is on song, he's unbelievable. I want to see him standing up flat too because uh, he's such a dynamic ball carrier and, and mm. such a threat when he carries at the line. The other one is the bench, which um, in your day you were called reserves. Now they're called impact players, and we just didn't seem to get impact. And I'm not pointing the finger at Finlay Christie, but when he ran on, I had zero excitement. Um, Aaron Smith had the better of DuPont, who everyone was saying is the best halfback in the world. He got yanked. Yep. I'd be okay if Cam Roygaard was running on because he he's, gives you a different look. Or even Brad Weber, who's got experience, and, and he will snipe. When Finlay Christie ran on, I didn't have much hope. Yeah, hey, look, Stevie, I'll probably show my age a bit here. That, um, I'm sort of a, a little bit anti just giving guys a run because they've, they've uh, made the bench. Um, if you've got a guy like Aaron Smith on there and he's directing the game well and just starting to find his coordination with his 10, and he's stayed there, and there's an athlete in the calibre of Aaron Smith, Smith has no, no problems playing for 80 minutes. So if, if you're in a bun fight and you need that tactical appreciation, that experience, keep him on. You know, he's he is one of the best in the world at that position. And uh, I think they did need his direction in, in the latter stages of that game. Particularly when one of Ian Foster's quotes, and I will quote him, lack of World Cup experience played um, a part in falling well short of our expectations. So he took a, a hundred test All Black off and put and put Finley Christie on. And it was it's like you say, it was just like, oh, it's 63 minutes, let's change our halfback. Um, it just seemed the wrong thing to do. So we've got Namibia, we've got these other games that we should win. Ian Foster said Italy will yep. be hard. We shouldn't be thinking Italy will be hard. We should put 40 on them. We should actually put yeah, yeah, put a good score on them and work our way through the rest of the pool play. So let's uh, probably try and get um, the full squad to get it, have a have a bit of a lick on the paddock and have, have an opportunity so that we do get spat out the other end. Whoever it is, um, Ireland or South Africa, that uh, we're in good form. Hopefully, top team, well rested and uh, well well trained, ready to have a real crack so that we can go deep into the tournament. But as, as you say. Um, it would have been nice to uh, stay a lot closer to France and it would have been nice to win, but uh, just for confidance and, and morale, say that you've you know you've been in the bun fight and, and tactics have, have worked. I think we may have come away with the feeling that tactics haven't worked, so we've got a little, little bit of head-scratching to do. And finally, Steve, I know it's going to be a hard question. Everyone wants the All Blacks to win. Even their harshest critics, we want the All Blacks to win. But I feel like the percentage chance of winning from recent form has surely taken a dip. So not not can we win, um, but our stocks are on the wane. (laughs) I'm always the eternal optimist, Steffi. I think we can win, and we can win well. We've just got to get our our, our coordination and the right uh, tactics and balance a balanced approach to, to carrying the ball and kicking the ball and I, I think we'll, we'll be fine if we can get that right. If we don't, if we kick away a lot of possession uh, to the likes of uh, South Africa or Ireland, they've really got to hurt us. So um, we, We've got a, a couple of weeks, we've got a month to get that right and uh, I think the, the guys will be working really hard to do that. Um, yeah, our stocks have had a little bit of a kicking over the last couple of weeks but 
we still do All Blacks, and uh, it's it's great being here in France, and um, you know to have the French people come up and apologise for being here because they they say that they love the All Blacks so much. Uh, does give you heart, and, and still be proud to be a, an All Black supporter. Actually, last thing, I just want to go into the engine room where you performed so admirably for a long time. Our locks, our Lucys, our front row, Ethan De Groot was a little bit quiet, a lot of handling errors, a lot of discipline issues in our forward pack. I know there was the late change, but I really did feel like um, you see the value of someone when they don't play, and Sam Kane not playing, I think, was a massive loss. Well, we just realised how good Sam Kane is when he isn't there. Um, you know, um, it sounds like a double negative, but he, he is fantastic. The way he rallies his troops and, and inspires and, and gives great direction and to, to his fatties when they're under duress and, and build them back up is invaluable. And so I think uh, they'll be trying to get, keep Sam um, fit for the big games, but we want to see him back out there as soon as possible and, and uh, at 100% health. Brilliant, Stevie G. Thanks for joining us so late over there. But they live late over in Europe, so um, I'll even allow you a siesta tomorrow if that's what you want to do. <laughs> hey, we just we're, we're just making noise about going down to the nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you go to the nightclub, Stevie G.